0: You know what that sound means? It's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Season Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk to University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. What's up, Podcast Land? After a week off, Yours truly is back in the saddle. I've been really sick over the last week, guys. That's why we didn't do a show last week. But obviously, I'm feeling much, much better. It's nice to be back on the mic talking sports. We've got a lot to cover this week. Um, we'll talk to Atlanta Falcons to start out the show. The Falcons continue to find more ways to lose to literally the worst team in the NFL. They were 1-12. Going into the game Sunday, the Carolina Panthers. The Atlanta Falcons found a way to give Carolina their second win. So we'll talk some Atlanta Falcons. We'll talk some University of Georgia football as the dogs prepare. for The Orange Bowl taking on Florida State. We'll talk some Georgia football. We'll talk some hoops as well as the University of Georgia Bulldog basketball team is on a good roll right now. So we'll talk some University of Georgia Bulldog basketball. And we'll talk some Atlanta Hawks as well. So, a lot on the show this week, a lot of football, a lot of hoops, um, but before we get into the sports conversation this week, guys, it's time to get a word from our sponsor. And Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by Georgia Smoke Barbecue, authentic red Smoke smoked barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgiasmoke.com. So, as I said, I'm back after a week off due to sickness. It's nice to be back behind the mic so let's get this thing going. Let's talk some Atlanta Falcons. Guys, the Falcons, the Falcons, the Falcons. I truly think in all my years of watching the Atlanta Falcons, I think that loss to Carolina might be the worst loss we we as a fan base have endured since 28-3. I truly believe that. That team... Was as worse as it got. They were one in twelve. For you know, the Panthers head coach Frank Reich had been fired. David Tepper, the owner up there, is a meddling maniac. You know, Ka- Carolina is an epitome of dysfunction, and the Falcons find a way to go up there and to just do what they do. They've been falconing since forever. I mean. The last enjoyable season of Falcons football we experienced as a fan base was 2017. And as the years go by, that season seems like forever ago. It really does. Losing to Carolina was an absolute joke. There's no way that Falcons team, despite having the injuries and despite the weather, should have lost to Carolina. It's just sad. It's a sad state of affairs. What we've learned, guys, is Arthur Smith looks over his head. He is lost. He he is married to that play card. I swear Arthur Smith is going to set a spot at his Christmas dinner table for his offensive play sheet. They are, like, with each other at the hip. You never see him look up. He's just married to that play card. And, guys, another thing about Arthur Smith is, his lack of creativity for this offense it, it's so sad all we've heard about is that smith is an offensive coach he's a bright guy the falcons are averaging 16 points just you know i know they exploded for 25 last week but they scored 7 today again i know a lot has to do with the conditions and everything and you also if you're a middling average football team like the Falcons, you cannot, I repeat, cannot lose the turnover battle. You can't. And yet they find a way. Bijan puts a ball on the ground in the third quarter in a key, key drive for Atlanta. Stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Again, I'm not making excuses because of the conditions and everything. And I thought people told us that Bijan was supposed to be a generational running back. But, I mean, that, that's just inexcusable. You can't have that happen. And then, I didn't really like how Ritter played today. There was that one pass that he threw to Johnny Smith that set up the eventual Atlanta touchdown. And right around the, towards the end of the second quarter... Like, guys, Desmond Ritter is not an NFL quarterback. Like, he's just not. Like, statistically today, our guy Desmond Ritter was 12 of 20, 152 yards, a touchdown, and that costly interception in the red zone. You cannot throw interceptions in the middle of the field where Ritter was. You you just can't. And why, again, this is a deeper problem. Why on draft day two years ago, Smith and Fontenot thought it would be a good idea to draft a quarterback in the third round and think he could be a starting NFL quarterback is beyond me. You could have drafted N'Kobe Dean, a great linebacker at to the University of Georgia. I'm not just saying that because I'm a diehard Georgia fan. I'm just saying that because he's a talented player. Oh, this Falcons team they really really irritate me the one Falcon that actually showed up today was Algier Tyler Algier did some good things he ran well he finished the day for the Falcons with 14 carries for 45 yards and a long of 8 yards today Tyler Algier the leading running back for your Atlanta Falcons not Mr. Robinson, who was seven of eleven with a long of nine with a nine-yard run. Bijan Robinson had a really tough day. Again, I think Bijan's going to be a good player, and I just I don't really understand why Arthur Smith has all these toys like like a Bijan, like a Pitts, like a Drake London, and you don't scheme them up in situations to get them the ball. And have them be successful. Like, if you look at how the University of Georgia uses their offense, they get their skill players involved. They find a way to get Brock Bowers involved. They line him up all over the field. The Falcons don't do that. the The lack of creativity and the lack of just getting your playmakers involved on this Falcons team is so sad. It is so sad. Because they don't do it. You don't see them using Pitts in creative ways. You don't see them using Drake London in creative ways. And Desmond Ritter looks over his head and lost. This was supposed to be a year when the Falcons took steps forward, have not taken steps forward offensively. Defensively, they've been better. I'll give the defense their credit. They've been better. But late in games, they've been tired because they've been to be on the field the entire time. Because this offense is so inept and you are coached by a supposed offensive-minded head coach, spare me, Falcons. Spare me. The last few Falcon games that are left, the Falcons have their home finale on Christmas Eve against the Colts. I expect the crowd at Mercedes-Benz Stadium to be like that of the crowd that we saw today in the, at Bank of America Stadium, home of the Carolina Panthers, Very few and far between. And you know who I feel the most bad for? I feel mad for die-hard Falcon fans who who spend money on these PSLs to watch this sad franchise every week. You know, those PSLs aren't cheap, guys. You season ticket holders out there. I have friends and family that are season ticket holders. I feel so bad for y'all having to put up with this crap then you have to watch such a bad product in the Atlanta Falcons. They, they I, I, I'm truly at a loss for words. I don't even know what to say anymore. I've ranted. I've raved. I've spent almost 10 minutes just yelling about how frustrated I am with the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm just going to leave it there. I'm going to put a bookmark in the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to keep the football talk going. I'm going to talk about The one good team that we have in the state of Georgia. And that's the University of Georgia Bulldogs. As the dogs are in preparation to take on the Florida State Seminoles. When you think of Georgia and Florida State through the years. I'm going to take you back in the time machine. To the year was 2002. Georgia had just come off winning the SEC championship. Mark Rick's first in his career as head coach in the University of Georgia. And the dogs went down to New Orleans to take on the Florida State Seminoles. Georgia ended up beating Florida State 26-13 that day. Musa Smith, the great Georgia running back, ran for 145 yards. And a touchdown for the Georgia Bulldogs. As the dogs ended up beating Florida State 26-13. I think Florida State had Chris Rick. He was their starting quarterback, I think. That tells you how long ago it's been since Georgia and Florida State have played each other. I'm looking forward to this matchup. We should be seeing Carson Beck under center for the Georgia Bulldogs. He expects to play for the Dogs against the Seminoles coming up on the 30th of December. I think it's going to be a nice way to end the year. Granted, it's not what we wanted. Georgia losing another heartbreaker to Alabama. I'm just going to say this about the Bama game really, really quick since I didn't really get a chance to talk about it much. Losing to them hurts. That one really, really hurt. I replace that loss to Bama this year. That loss kicks out the 2012 loss to me, I think. 2012 was the Alec Ogletree blocked the field goal in the third quarter and ran it back for a touchdown. Georgia thought they were on the verge of winning the national championship in 12. The loss in 23, that replaces that loss in 2012 for me as far as pain. But something that we have over Bama, we still have 2021, so they can quote all about their SEC championships all they want. At the end of the day, Georgia has 2021. And as a Georgia fan, I will smile on that day for the rest of my Bulldog life. Plus, we also play Bama again coming up in September. September the 28th at 7.30. Payback time is coming. Go dogs! Anyway, continuing with the Georgia football conversation. It's going to be interesting to see what we see from this Georgia team. Who all is going to play. You know, this transfer portal stuff is absolutely wild. It's really crazy. You know, you see guys leaving. Guys coming and going. I'm... not really one who's going to, like, keep... Guys, I'm of the mindset Kirby is going to take care of that for us. And... I'm just not going to stress out about the portal because, seriously, this thing could take years off your life if you're going to stress out about where college kids are going to come and go. Georgia's going to... Georgia's obviously, you know, lost some really talented guys at the portal. Georgia's going to gain talented guys to the portal. That's the, That's the world we live in. The portal giveth. And taketh, that that's that's the world we live in, y'all. So, like I said, I'm really looking forward to this Georgia and Florida State game coming up on December 30th in Miami Gardens at the Orange Bowl, home of the Miami Dolphins and where the Miami Hurricanes play football. It's gonna be a fun, fun matchup to end the year. Always excited to watch the Dogs play. So now we are going to transition to some University of Georgia Bulldog basketball. The Georgia Bulldog basketball team has won five straight. The Dogs beat High Point. The final score in the High Point game yesterday for the Dogs Georgia's 66, High Point 58. Georgia's now won five in a row. I do want to talk for two seconds about the Georgia Tech game since I didn't get a chance to talk about that with you guys. Georgia got a nice win over our in state rivals. The Joke by Coke, the North Avenue Nerds, Georgia 76, Nerds 62. Georgia has now taken care of business against Tech in both football and basketball. Order has been restored. Georgia is now the state champs in both sports. Things are looking good in Georgia Bulldog land. The thing that I liked about the Georgia Tech game a few weeks ago is we saw a balanced offensive attack from the University of Georgia. Several different guys stepped up in a major way for Georgia. And uh, I'm not going to dig too heavy into that since that game's kind of been old now. And in the victory against Tech, so I just wanted to bring that up really quick. Georgia dem- demolishing Tech, 76-62. to 62. Anyway, going back to the High Point game, like I said, Georgia 66, High Point Panthers 58. And the interesting thing about High Point, the connection with them, a couple things that are interesting. High Point is a team... They're out of the Big South Conference. They average 90 points a game. Super dynamic offensive team. They have a lot of shooters, a lot of spacing. They they run really good offensive sets. As Mike White said on his coach's show, come that was uh, last Monday night. I listened to that, and Coach White had was extremely complimentary of High Point. High Point's a really good offensive team. They have a 7-foot guy named Bodo, who's just a freshman. Who I think is going to be a problem in college basketball, not only in the Big South Conference but just in general. Bodo, the big guy for High Point, um, was really good, and Georgia has a big guy of their own, seven foot, two hundred seventy-five pound Russell Chiwa. So we saw a balanced offensive attack from the Bulldogs. We saw we saw Georgia really. Really go to the glass and really attack on the inside. Russell Chiwa had 11 points yesterday. He had 6 rebounds as well. And he did all that in 30 minutes. Russell Chiwa, who I think has got to be the dog that I'm probably most excited about. The big guy out of South Florida. He's a graduate transfer. He has one year left of eligibility. I really like what Georgia's gotten out of this guy. He's really worked on his free throw shooting. He's now shooting... 60 over 60%, close to 70% from the free throw line. For the Georgia Bulldogs, Russell Chima is a guy that a lot of Georgia fans are going to learn to like. This guy is not only really, really big at 7 foot, but he's also extremely strong at 275 pounds. He's a load inside of the Georgia Bulldogs and a guy who I think is going to be a big key for Georgia come SEC play and January. play. I really, really like... When Georgia has gotten out of Mr. Chiwa. I mentioned Bodo for the High Point Panthers. He he played 31 minutes. He had 15 rebounds. Like, Bodo was going to be a problem in the Big South for opponents that play High Point. Like I said, Bodo is a really nice piece. He's just a freshman for the High Point Panthers. So anyway, another connection to High Point and how it's connected to the University of Georgia. Two things. One, former University of Georgia Bulldog basketball coach, Tubby Smith, is the former coach of the High Point Panthers. And then this past season, his son, Gigi Smith, former point guard at the University of Georgia, was the coach for High Point last year. He has since moved on and High Point hired Alan Huss to be their new coach. I think High Point is gonna do a lot of damage in the big south. This is a this was a a good game for Georgia to play in and win. I was in, Like I said, I was really impressed with High Point offensively. I really like some pieces for High Point including Trey Benaham. He was their leader in points yesterday. He had 18 points. He was 4-9 from three. He played 33 minutes. I I thought Benaham yeah, was a problem for Georgia early on. Or not little, but a 6-4 lefty shooting guard it's a good score, and I thought somebody in the Georgia did a good job clamping down on in the second half. Silas Demery for Georgia did a really nice job defensively against him. We saw Georgia do some good things, or get some good minutes from the bench as well, including RJ Melendez, who had 11 points for the Dogs. He played 24 minutes. He had, he had 7 rebounds. I really like Melendez a lot. Melendez is like a six-seven wing athletic kid who is a dry first wing player. You know, most wings are at RJ's size or looking to shoot and stuff like that. that that's not really RJ Melendez's game. Melendez is a guy who's going to go to the rim, going to try to get to the hard way because he's long and athletic. Um, I really like Melendez coming off the bench for the Georgia Bulldogs. I think he gives Georgia kind of that firepower coming off the bench. Justin Hill played well yesterday too, the backup point guard and the hero in the victory over Florida State. He played well for the Georgia Bulldogs. I also want to give some love to Frank Anselm eBay, the backup center, the former Syracuse transfer. He had seven points and three rebounds yesterday. A couple nice dunks for the 6'11, almost seven foot big man in Frank Anselm eBay. I really like Frank. Like I mentioned when I was talking Georgia Bulldog Basketball in the beginning, I like what Georgia has gotten out of Russell Shewa and Frank Anselm. I think Georgia's big guys are in a really, really nice place. Georgia has size now. We are not going to be undersized. And some of these bigger teams come SEC play. I'm really excited about this crew that Mike White has assembled. And uh, like I said, High Point is a team that averaged 90 points. Georgia held them to 58 points defensively. So credit to the dogs on defense. So where does Georgia go from here? Georgia now plays mm, Georgia now plays Mount St. Mary's coming up on Wednesday night, December 20th. It's 7 o'clock tip-off in Athens. They will play the 22nd. That's a Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock and against the North Florida or Osprey. The North Florida Osprey. And then the Dogs wrap up the month of December with the final non-conference game coming up the same day as the Orange Bowl, December 30th, 6 o'clock tip-off against Alabama AM. So three chances to see the Georgia Bulldogs with, with three games coming up in Athens. Georgia's first SEC game, if you are so inclined and you want to know, Georgia travels to Columbia to take on a talented Missouri team on January the 6th. So all things are good in Georgia Bulldog land as the Bulldog basketball team has now won five straight, looking to make it six in a row against Mount St. Mary's coming up Wednesday night, 7 o'clock in Athens. So now, guys, we're going to round up the show. We're going to talk a little Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks are a beat-up team right now. The Hawks currently, as they stand now, are 10-15. and 15. They are about to welcome the 2-24 Detroit Pistons to Atlanta. And that has a chance to be... Similar to the Falcons and Carolina game, an absolutely brutal basketball game. The Hawks are really beat up right now. Most importantly, the Hawks are losing the newest key cog to them. That's Jalen Johnson. They really miss Jalen's presence. He's going to be out another couple weeks due to a bad wrist. Jalen Johnson is a guy who plays good defense. And is so long and athletic. He He can bang and he's physical on the inside. But he can also stretch out. Hit a three if you need them to. The Hawks have just got to get healthy. You know, they didn't have Capella last night or Saturday night against Cleveland. They didn't have Bogey because Bogey was dealing with a bad ankle. The Hawks have just got to find a way to get healthy. They really, really do. So, the Hawks, as I said, play the 2 and 24 Detroit Pistons in Atlanta tomorrow night. Hopefully, the Hawks can. Please beat the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons are absolutely awful. I think they've lost a ton of games in a row. I don't want the Pistons to be the Hawks. Like, elixir to getting things right. That would just be an absolute disaster. We need the Hawks to get this win tomorrow night more than any. The Hawks. So, as I said, the Hawks play the Pistons. Coming up on Monday, they host the Miami Heat. Coming up on Friday at Miami and then Saturday is the annual holiday game, where they host the Memphis Grizzlies, and John Morant visits State Farm Arena. And the Hawks are wearing their new Sweet City City Edition uniforms, with the blue ATL together we fly, blue and blue and black. I really kind of I really like that new city uniform for the Hawks. It's a sweet look. So. Now, guys, I want to tell you about FanForAllSeasons.com. It's our website where you can go. You can check out our merchandise store. You can get all your comfy colors T-shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies at the FanForAllSeasons merchandise store. Go into the Shop Merch tab, and they'll have all your merchandise needs met at the FanForAllSeasons merchandise store. If you like this podcast, if you want to know more about us, you can find us on any major podcast platform. Give us a like, give us a follow that's Fan for All Seasons. And now, guys, I'm going to give one last word to our sponsor this week. And Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by George Smoke Barbecue, authentic, original smoked barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgesmoke.com. So, for myself, Jim and Joe, this has been another exciting installment of the Fan for All Seasons podcast. And we'll talk to you guys after the holidays. Enjoy time with family and friends. Enjoy. Bowl games, enjoy hoops, just enjoy time with your family. Merry Christmas, happy New Year, go dogs, sickum.